When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, time to talk women's football with Alicia Carnabas. Evening, Alicia. Hello, team. How are we this evening? We're very, very good. good. And we've got good. a lot to get through in the women's game. Uh, we talked to Angie Beard a little bit early on. Don't know whether you heard that interview, uh, Alicia, but uh, she's out of the grand final, or looks very likely to be out of the grand final, which is uh, a pity, but uh, an incredible success for Mark Torcaso in his uh, first season in charge. Uh, but Sydney FC, again, are the, are the finals demons about to strike once more? Look, it's, it was a cracking game from both teams, and Angie Beard in particular, full credit to her, her match was outstanding. So that's disappointing to hear about her, her ankle injury. Is that what it is, the ankle? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's what's come through. Yeah. So that's a shame. Um, but for Sydney, I mean, Ante sort of played it down a bit, and she's, she's uh, you know, they've sp- sort of spoken about this idea that, they're okay with with losing this match. That was part of the plan. So Ante sort of played it down. He's kept his cool. And um, I don't know. I, I hope they make the final, Broski. I'm going to say it. I hope they make the final. She did tip Western, did, to be so fair. I'm hoping I you tip this it, week. is right? going to be a bit kinder. Uh, look, look I, I'm hoping so. But I'm going to say Jeff Hopkins versus Ante Juric in, in that situation. is It's a really tough call, isn't it? But those coaches are just sublime and I think they get the best out of their team so we'll you're, see what you're happens. sitting on the fence oh, there Alicia oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit that before the end of this chat uh, now that extraordinary no. Melbourne derby have you ever witnessed a finals game quite like that one between City and Victory not in recent years no that's that's one of the best I've seen in a long long time and going into the match there's always a bit of banter but I sort of did say this was a Barbieri versus Dumont decider. I sort of thought that that might be what it boils down to. And I think Casey Dumont was outstanding. Bubs for her age, equally outstanding. They're just such stalwarts in the back um, for their teams. And it, it was a fantastic match. Obviously, the comebacks from both sides were phenomenal. So I think everyone that watched that game was on the edge of their seat for the best part of it. And um, it, it was a real advertisement i guess for the a-league women it was fantastic so you mentioned the the two deciders of that game looking forward to melbourne victory against sydney this week i mean victory Mm. do seem to come alive this time of the year when when the finals roll around and there are so many good quality players and and game winners in both sides uh courtney vine we saw her come off in in the matildas match against england with that calf issue and she came off quite early again in, in this one and then seemed to have ice um again on that calf who decides this one and, and, you know, obviously how important is Vine making sure she's fit? 
Yeah, and she's very, very instrumental in the attack for, for Sydney FC. She's just a very important piece of that puzzle for Ante as well. Um, and, and look, preservation is key at the moment. We're talking about Courtney in the sense that she, or we expect her now to, to go to this World Cup. That would be my expectation with how she's been performing as well for the Matildas. So um, it's, it's a very, very fine line. I'd love to see her start and at least get through a half on the weekend. Um, but I think Courtney Vine playing and the amount of time that she does play for Sydney is really going to impact um, the game on the weekend and just how Sydney track um, against victory as well. So on edge, I'd say, at mm. the moment with Courtney Vine's fitness. Um, one player who should be there is Molina Ayres. Now, a lot of the talk in terms of strikers in uh, the A-League women's this season has been about Hannah Keane, correctly as well, because she's got 14 mm. goals. Uh, Michelle Heyman. Uh, but Molina Ayres has sort of gone a little bit under the radar, but uh, obviously she was terrific in that game against City as well. Could she be the game-breaker in the preliminary final? Yeah, I thought the strategy, if we can call it that from Jeff, to bring Melina on when, when she came on was sensational. And you could just see she was a, a lady on a mission coming onto that pitch. There was definitely some words said and and she obviously came on and, and did the job. So a huge, huge performance from Melina. And you're right with that, Simon. I think she does fly under the radar just a little bit in terms of your quintessential striker, but she's got presence and I think she can really um, shake it up on the weekend as well. But I, I quite like her coming off the bench. I think she's a really good impact player as an attacker. So quite okay. like the strategy. Um, and what's your tip for that game? <laughs> oh, <brusky. laughs> I'm going to stick to my guns. I said it would be an all Melbourne, oh. all Victorian final in Sydney. Um, oh. Oh, but you know what? I'm going to call pens again. I'm going to say penalties. Your office Christmas card list, Alicia. <laughs> Sorry about um, it. Now, we haven't had a chance to talk about the Matildas win over England last week. We were on air just uh, a few hours before they played that game at Brentford's wonderful new stadium. Uh, how much confidence does that give the team ahead of the Women's World Cup? And did Tony Gustafsson perhaps find some of the solutions uh, to whatever remaining problems are left in his in his head ahead of that opening game against Ireland in Sydney? Yeah, look, I think the concern the last time we spoke with, with a number of injuries in and around the Matildas and I was looking forward to seeing other players have this opportunity in, in lieu of these injuries and, and step up and perform and that they did. So in terms of, uh, I guess, answering Tony's questions about whether people can come in and do a job, I think those players that played against England, who's starting eleven. Um, that's that's as much as a, a story for him that they can come in and fill voids within that starting 11 for him. If you can do it against England at this point, um, you can do it against anyone as far as I'm concerned. So that was that was impressive. And I think a much, much needed win for the Matildas by way of confidence after the loss to Scotland as well. So this, as you can feel, um, has sort of risen, I guess, lifted the hype and, and risen the profile again of the team. So come the match against France, um, I think we'll be well and truly on the uh, World Cup bandwagon and the Matildas bandwagon going into into July. Looking at the Women's FA Cup at the weekend over, over in England, Sam Kerr back at it again, scoring the winner for Chelsea against uh, Aston Villa <laughs> with uh, in, in that semi-final with the Villa boss, Carla Ward, labelling her the best in the world. Uh, do you agree with that? I do. Man, Broski, you sound so bored. You're like, yeah, Sam's out <laughs> I mean, again. every week I'm saying <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Semi-final no, no, FA Cup. 
I I agree at the moment. I think Sam is currently the best striker in the world. Um, very, very close to her is Barcelona striker, Nigerian striker. Uh, up front, Ashwala, she's playing amazing football as well. And I think they play a very, very similar style in leading it from the front. So um, Sam, for me, is, I would agree with the statement right now, number one striker in the world. Yep, you won't get any arguments in this studio. Uh, some big games coming up for Chelsea. They play Manchester United in that Women's FA Cup final. Uh, but this weekend, they play Barcelona in the first leg of the UEFA Women's Champions League semis. Uh, Aussie involvement in the other one as well, with Arsenal playing Wolfsburg. So maybe we'll get Australian interest in the final if it's an all-English affair. Um, I want to finish off, uh, Alicia, by asking you about a story done by Tracy Holmes on the ABC in the last day or two, that no Matildas alumni were invited to the big launch last week for the 100-day countdown. I, I must admit, I found that a little bit surprising and uh, perhaps a little bit disappointing. What's your view? Yeah, look, I'm really glad that Tracy is talking about um, a few of these issues, I guess, if we can call them that. They're not entirely news, I guess, from from the internal perspective or people around the, the Matildas in particular. Um, disappointing yes from my angle surprising no um it's sort of been there's been conversation around this for the best part of the last 18 months i'd say where people have basically been saying that that the football australia could really utilize uh, the alumni in particular and for players who've been in and around the game for a very long time at elite level to really promote this this world cup um if there's ever a way to get the word out there about a women's world cup and to engage grassroots all the way through to the elite platforms in each state mm. you'd use your former players who've played the game at that level that just makes perfect sense and it's um i guess if you're looking at costs and things like that it just use who you've got on the ground it just is a is marketing 101 as far as i'm concerned mm. and i think it's it's an opportunity missed uh, to be fair I think former players being a little bit disgruntled about not being a part of it um, is is sad, all in all. I think that's just um, sometimes football in this country, we let ourselves down with these with these pieces of the puzzle that we tend to omit or we, yeah. we leave yeah. out at crucial times, and I think we can definitely improve. So um, maybe too little, too late. I guess it begs the question of why. Why is it so difficult to engage your former players to lift the profile of our sport. Um, but I'm pleased that Tracy has put it into the spotlight yep. this week. I think, I mean, the, the Socceroos uh, alumni as well were, were complaining about this for, for, for many years. I think, unfortunately, it's indicative of a game that doesn't remember its history particularly well in a general level. Mm. Hey, uh, we've got to leave it there, uh, Alicia. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll speak to you next week. That Women's World Cup's getting very close and we've marked it, it down. Is. It's an all Victorian grand final, according to you. Sorry, Broski. We'll uh, chat next week. We will chat next week. <laughs> Thanks, Alicia. See you, Alicia. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs>